Hello, and welcome to Life Simply Better. I'm Zoe Galitzis, and I coach busy working moms on how to create simpler, more relaxed lives, one doable step at a time. And on today's episode, episode number 45, we are going to talk about how to change your feeling. But first, I just have to say briefly, if you all listened to last week's episode, I talked in the beginning about how I went through the whole podcast and then realized that I forgot to hit record. Well, I just did the same thing again twice in a row. I I talked through this entire podcast and then looked over at the recording monitor and saw the button that said to start recording that I had not hit at the beginning. So here's take two for this one as well. I think I'm using a new software to record these on, so hopefully I'm forming the habit after this. So today we are going to talk about all about changing your feeling. Emotions and feelings are such a powerful component of our lives, both because they determine our experience of our life, your experience of your life feeling love or feeling annoyed is very different. And also they create our results. Emotions create the energy. They create the fuel for us to take action from, and those actions ultimately create the results that we have in our lives. So emotions are just central to everything. And I have talked in other episodes about emotions and creating balance and how to allow your emotions. And today I'm going to take that one step further and talk about how to change your emotions, how to actually create new emotions in the moment that feel better and serve you better, create better results in your life. And this is something I have really experienced firsthand. And it it hit home for me just the impact that doing this work has had in my life when I was going back through my journals uh, to look up something else. And I happened to um, be in a journal section from about a year ago. And I thought, oh, wouldn't it be interesting to just see what I was writing in my journal about exactly a year ago? So I went back, there was an entry from July 22nd, 2018. And I was journaling and coaching myself because I coach myself on a regular basis. That's what I teach in my client program as well. I was coaching myself on my blog. So this was actually before I started this podcast. I had a blog that I had done on and off. I had actually deleted it more than one time because I was frustrated with it or um, didn't feel good about it. And so I had just had this on and off relationship with my side business and doing, doing coaching. And so I was coaching myself about my blog and I was talking about how I was so embarrassed about it. I was afraid that someone would find it and think it was ridiculous. And so because I was feeling embarrassed, my emotion was embarrassment that created the actions of not blogging consistently, being afraid to tell anyone that I was doing it. And that created my result of not having a blog, not having a a coaching business at that time. And I could see myself in the journal entry, just coaching myself through to, and sorry if I'm getting a little hoarse now, I'm on my fourth episode here because I've recorded and re-recorded twice, but um, I'll, uh, I'll take a break if I need to for, for water and keep talking through. So I could see myself coaching myself through this journal entry, changing from a feeling of 
embarrassment to a feeling of empowerment to a new emotion and thinking, you know, actually I have plenty of time to figure this out. I can figure this out. I can find a way to do this consistently that I feel good about. And look at the results that happened. Here we are at episode 45. And that was not because I used willpower or I tried really hard and worked really hard. It was just because I was focused on my emotions and how the emotion of embarrassment that I was feeling in that moment was fueling one result. And how can I change that emotion to something that fuels the result that I want, which was what I have now of having this amazing podcast and coaching business that I can share with all of you, which I really feel is my purpose. So we are going to talk today about concrete techniques, three techniques that you can use to change your emotion. The first technique is recreating emotion. The second technique is redirecting emotion. And the third technique is reinterpreting emotion. We are going to talk about recreating emotion first. And as a little bit of background for this, and also what I want to say as, as a caveat and a first step to all of these, to any of these techniques, the first step is to allow and understand your current emotion that you're feeling. So when I was feeling embarrassed in that journal entry I was writing, I couldn't just leap into, oh, I don't wanna feel embarrassed, I wanna feel empowered. First, I took the time to allow that feeling of embarrassment and to really understand it. And doing that will also really help you with this first technique of then as you get to understand your emotions, you can recreate them, you can call them back up when you want to feel them. And the way we do this, the way that we first understand and allow our feeling and then recreate it is something I describe through what I call the green Martian exercise. And when we do the green Martian exercise, the point of this is to really understand what our emotions actually are, which are just vibrations in our body. And so you pretend when you're feeling an emotion, when you notice yourself feeling shame, for example, you pretend that a little green Martian who's trying to learn about earth and earthlings is standing next to you. And he's cute, he has this little clipboard, he's taking notes. And you say, you know, I'm feeling some shame right now. And he says, oh, shame, what is shame? Tell me about that. I, I don't know about this earthling concept of shame. And what you do to explain what shame is to him is you go into your body and you describe how it feels physically. Well, when I feel shame, I feel this pressure on my chest. It's like a tennis ball is pressing against my chest. And I feel a lot of heat. I, I feel waves of heat going through my face and I feel my fingers tingling. And of course, this is gonna be different for, for any person who describes it, but the point is to focus on the physical sensation that that emotion is creating, to ground yourself in, in that and to be able to allow it and process it. And when you do that and you become more physically attuned and mentally attuned to these vibrations that are these emotions, then you can start to practice the technique of recreating those emotions when you want to. Now, shame may not be an emotion you want to recreate, but there are plenty of others that you would want to. For example, recreating the emotion of love or relaxation, right? Emotions that feel really good. And I will give you an example of where and how I do this. One place that I do this is 
when I wake up in the early hours of the morning worrying, so I wake up at 2 a.m. or 3 a.m. feeling anxious and worried, you know, some random thing that probably wouldn't even matter to me during the day pops into my head and I start freaking out about it and can't get back to sleep, right? And so what I like to do in that time is first I allow that emotion, okay? I notice I'm feeling anxiety, And I do that green Martian exercise. What does that feel like in my body? I allow that emotion. And then I create a new emotion. I recreate an emotion that I want to feel instead of anxiety. And one of those emotions that I go to is love. I love love. Love is awesome in any situation. And I have found it, oddly enough, that it really helps me fall back asleep. So I'm lying in bed at 3 a.m., and I've allowed my anxiety, I've felt that, and now I go into recreating love. I think about love. I think about a situation where I feel love towards my kids, for example, and I imagine what does that feel like in my body? Oh, my chest feels very open, my breathing slows down, I feel an even warmth throughout my entire body, and again, this is going to be specific to you, but you're basically calling up your memory of that emotion and you're recreating it on the spot. And you can actually generate emotion from scratch in that way. Now, of course, there are thoughts that go along with that emotion that create it too. But what I find, especially when I have busy head or I have running thoughts, sometimes it's hard to change my thought in that moment. And I have better luck going the route of actually physically imagining the emotion, what that physically feels like, what that vibration feels like in my body and creating it from there. And then the thoughts are generated along with that technique that I'm going through. So that's my first technique, recreating emotion. My second technique that I'd like to share with you is redirecting emotion. So this is taking an emotion that you already feel in one context and applying it to another context, to another person or another situation. In episode 44, in last week's episode, we talked about loving your life. And as part of that, we talked about loving yourself and how a lot of us do not have practice and are not used to loving ourselves. But we are used to loving other people. We're used to those of us who are parents are used to loving our children and loving them unconditionally. And so one way to start experiencing love towards yourself, which of course is an amazing thing to do because the more love you feel towards yourself, the more energy you have, the better you feel and the better you can show up for everyone else. One way of experiencing that love towards yourself is to, again, think about how it feels to love your children. Think about, you could even think about back to, you know, holding a little baby, maybe even holding your newborn, that welling up of love, unconditional love that you felt. And think about what would it be like to feel that towards myself? You're basically just lifting and shifting. You're taking that emotion that you directed towards your children, and you're redirecting it towards yourself. Now, of course, your love for your children stays there. You're not taking any way, shape, or form anything away from that, but you're adding through this redirection love for yourself. 
You can also do this with the emotion of desire or the emotion of wanting something, right? One of the things that I did, and now I'm a little, this is actually why I was looking back in my journal from a year ago, because I had this memory and I was like, did that really happen? (laughs) Because it sounds very silly and very dorky to me now as I think about it, but it totally happened. And something that you should know about me, if you don't know already, is ever since I was a small child, I have loved making things with my hands. I've loved uh, knitting, stitching, any kind of crafting. I've done it all. And it's always been this great hobby that I've had. And so a year ago, as I was feeling um, kind of embarrassed about my blog and stopping and starting with the coaching that I was doing outside of work and not really moving forward, I was also doing a lot of crafting. And specifically at that time, I was doing a lot of cross-stitch. So two very different things, right? Cross-stitch and life coaching, you wouldn't normally put those together. Um, But the cross-stitch was what I wanted to do, right? I was uncomfortable doing the blogging and the coaching and everything like that. And so I would go and cross-stitch and I loved that. And that was an example, another example of where I redirected emotion. So I asked myself the question, what if I loved working on my coaching business as much as I loved cross-stitching? What if that desire that I felt to do my craft project, what if I felt the same desire to start a podcast and to do coaching outside of work and all of these things that I had not moved forward on or hadn't been able to do consistently? And I redirected that emotion just by asking that question. That question opened up this space of curiosity and imagination and wonder in me, what if, what if I did feel exactly the same way about this like scary, uncomfortable thing that I felt about my cozy hobby? And that one question totally changed it around for me. It redirected the emotion of wanting to do crafts to wanting to do my side business. And again, I kept wanting to do the crafts. I kept doing that. But now I also wanted and thought really differently about how I could feel about my side business. So I redirected that emotion and it fueled the results that I have today of having 45 episodes in my podcast and having a client program. And I'm so glad that I've done that. The last technique I want to talk about is reinterpreting emotion. And this one gets a little bit more technical, so I'm gonna walk through it, and then I'm gonna give you a couple of examples to help make this concrete, and hopefully that will help you understand it and also try applying it. So reinterpreting emotions, this is something that I got from a book called How Emotions Are Made by Lisa Feldman Barrett. And she has a theory of constructed emotion. And I'm gonna read the definition of that, which is a little technical, and then I'm gonna give two examples. So here's the definition of constructed emotion. In every waking moment, your brain uses past experience organized as concepts to guide your actions and give your sensations meaning. When the concepts involved are emotion concepts, your brain constructs instances of emotion. So you have context, right? That can be both external and internal. And then your brain 
constructs or creates the emotion, your brain creates the emotion that you're feeling from that. So for example, if your three-year-old is standing by your feet uh, and has been whining for the last 10 minutes and you're feeling a tightness in your chest, your brain takes all of that context, both externally what your three-year-old is doing and internally how you're feeling tightness in your chest, and it creates the emotion of frustration. It interprets that situation, that context as frustration. And that's how emotions are created. And the power here lies in realizing that we can use this to reinterpret our emotions because the emotions that our brain constructs by default happen unconsciously. When our three-year-old is whining and we're feeling tightness in our chest, we don't decide to feel frustrated. We don't say, oh, I'm feeling tightness in my chest and my three-year-old is whining, so now I will feel frustrated. All of that happens at a completely subconscious level. We just feel the frustration. What we can do is make that interpretation of our emotion happen again at a conscious level. We can reinterpret the emotion we're feeling on purpose to create a better experience. And here's two examples of that. One would be the connection between nervousness and excitement. Think about those two emotions. They're both high energy, right? They both may involve physical sensations like an increased heart rate. But one, nervousness, we think of as a negative emotion, we don't like it. And another, excitement, we think of as a positive emotion that we do like. Whether we feel nervous or excited depends on our context. And there have actually been experiments that have been done where scientists have injected people with a I can't remember if it was adrenaline or cortisol, but you know something that created that increased heart rate and kind of fight or flight response. They injected that into people and then they split the experimental subjects into two groups. And in one group, they put them in a context that would lead to nervousness. Like they told them, okay, you're, you're gonna wait in this room for 15 minutes and then you're gonna take a really big important test that's gonna decide you know, X, Y, Z about your future. And then the other half of the subjects they took and they put them in the room and they said, you know, in 15 minutes, you're going to get like a check for a million dollars. And I'm making all of this up because I, this it was an experiment I learned about a long time ago, although it was referenced in this book. And I can't remember the exact details, but it was something along those lines. One situation was context where people would feel nervous about it, like a, an exam, another situation was some, something where they would feel excited, like making a lot of money. But they had the same hormone that had been injected into their bodies to kind of create that increased heart rate. And so then they went and they asked the subjects, you know, how did you feel? And sure enough, the people in the exam setting experienced that adrenaline rush as nervousness and the people in the you know winning the lottery setting or whatever it was experienced that adrenaline rush as excitement so do you see how based on the context similar physical sensations can be interpreted as different emotions so the way you can apply this technique for example maybe you're feeling nervous about a presentation you're about to give or about a meeting you're going into. 
you know, noticing how does that nervousness feel in my body and then noticing how, hey, that's pretty similar to excitement. In fact, the only difference between this and excitement is probably that I'm breathing a little bit more. I'm holding my breath when I'm nervous, but I'm breathing fully when I'm excited. Maybe I'll just add that in. Or maybe maybe I'm excited and I just think I'm nervous. <laughs> maybe my brain is just confused and maybe it's not that far for me to go from nervousness to excitement. That would be an example of reinterpreting emotion. Another example that I've also used in my own life is the feeling of boredom versus the feeling of relaxation. So again, in this case, these are two low energy emotions, right? They're both kind of low energy, still emotions, but the feeling of boredom we interpret as negative, the feeling of relaxation we interpret as positive. So when I feel bored, I notice what does being bored feel like in my body? Huh? That's actually pretty similar to what being relaxed feels like. Why don't I just be relaxed right now instead of being bored? You're reinterpreting your emotion to something that has a very different experience, but also has these similarities where it's not that far, it's not that big a jump to flip into another emotion if you can consciously pull that up and reinterpret your context. So to recap the three tips, one, the first tip, the first technique was recreating emotion, generating an emotion you felt in the past from scratch by remembering what it feels like. The second technique was redirecting emotion, taking an emotion that you feel towards other people or towards other things and redirecting them to a new focus. And the third technique was reinterpreting emotion, stripping out the context that you've been using to unconsciously create the emotion that you're feeling and asking yourself, is this close? Is this adjacent to another emotion that feels physically similar, but would give me a better experience? Can I reinterpret what I'm feeling? I hope those have been helpful to you. I encourage you to try any or all of them out. You can probably think about something coming up in your day right now where you might be prone to feeling a negative emotion. Think about what you wanna do in that moment. Of course, you want to allow the negative emotion first and notice what you are feeling and how that feels in your body. But then what do you want to do with that? Where do you want to go from there? Do you want to recreate a different emotion? Do you want to redirect an emotion or maybe reinterpret what you're feeling? Try it out. And as always, if you are interested in doing this work on an even deeper level and really applying it to your own life, you are welcome to coach with me. You can find out more about that at lifesimplybetter.com forward slash coach, C-O-A-C-H. I have a client membership program that's incredibly convenient. It's designed for people with busy, busy schedules, and it's also very affordable. So I encourage you to check that out if you're interested. And I will talk to all of you again next week. Have a wonderful week.